Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best-of-the-best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, September 25th. Coming up, how much will we be paying for electricity next month? Missouri regulators are tangling with Evergy over plans to charge more for power on hot summer afternoons. So why are some lawmakers calling it part of a woke agenda? We'll find out. But first, our weekly look at top state government and politics stories on both sides of the state line. Federal officials say a glitch caused Kansas and 29 other states to inappropriately disenroll half a million children and families from Medicaid over the last few months. Rose Conlon of the Kansas News Service reports that it's the latest bump in the process known as Medicaid unwinding. Up to 12,000 Kansans, many of them children, were wrongly dropped from the low-income health insurance program. They lost coverage even though state officials had information showing they remained eligible. Officials say they're working on reinstating coverage for those people, and they've also temporarily halted new disenrollments while they work on fixing the issue. Children make up a majority of the 81,000 total Kansans who've been disenrolled from Medicaid since the state resumed reviewing Medicaid rolls in the spring, after a three-year pandemic pause. The Speaker of the Missouri House is accused by staffers of exerting, quote, insanely inappropriate pressure to award a lucrative contract. The Missouri Independent unearthed the allegations in public records obtained under Missouri's Sunshine Law. Dana Miller, the chief clerk of the House, wrote in an email earlier this month that House Speaker Republican Dean Plocker had made threats concerning her future employment. Plocker was pushing for the House to sign a $400,000 a year contract with a private company for new information management software. But staffers resisted, saying those services were already being provided for free with existing software. Miller suggested Plocker's push was related to his 2024 campaign for lieutenant governor. Plocker denies the claims, saying his actions were open and transparent. The House committee this month decided not to pursue the new software. Missouri schools ranked third in the nation for the number of books banned last school year. KCUR's Nomeen Ujiadeen reports. Literary advocacy group PEN America says it recorded 333 bans in Missouri. That trails only Florida and Texas. Casey Meehan tracks book bans for the group. She says one reason is a new Missouri law that punishes adults who give so-called sexually explicit material to minors. We saw a lot of response following that legislation where districts likely acting out of fear, pulled many books off shelves. The most banned school books in the country include Tricks by Ellen Hopkins, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison, and Looking for Alaska by John Green. More of Kansas City Today is coming up. Stay with us.
You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's going to be bumping. You got to be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Utility rates don't always rank high among hot-button political controversies, but the last few months in Missouri have seen an increasingly contentious dance playing out. The dancers are Evergy, the electrical utility that covers much of the state, including Kansas City, the Missouri Public Service Commission, which regulates utilities in the state, and some conservative lawmakers and social media agitators. It's all about new rate plans plans that will mean customers will pay different amounts at different times of day, and exactly when you pay more or less might be different from your neighbor based on which plan you choose, or if you don't choose any plan at all. The changes might encourage conservation and a reduced use of fossil fuels, though that's led some to say the whole thing is part of a political agenda. To help us sort out what the controversy is about and what you might be faced with on your next electric bill, I spoke with Allison Kite. She's the data reporter for the Missouri Independent and the Kansas Reflector. So, Allison, Missouri's uh, electrical customers, the ones served by Evergy, that includes Kansas City and a lot of the surrounding areas, have recently been receiving notices about a, an upcoming rate change and some choices they have to make. What's going on with that? Sure. So, Evergy, under an order from the Missouri Public Service Commission, which is the regulatory agency that governs electric and gas utilities, um, is implementing time of use pricing, which means, for example, on a hot summer afternoon when everybody's air conditioning units are uh, running like crazy, that electricity is going to cost you more per kilowatt hour than it would at, say, uh, 1 a.m. when most people are not using a whole lot of electricity. Right. Um, so those are getting ready to go into effect um, in October. Now, you said this uh, came as an order from the Missouri Public Service Commission. Why do regulators care? Why, why doesn't Evergy get to set its own pricing structure? The benefit of time of, of use pricing that um, regulators are, are looking at here is the electricity, the electrical grid is built um, to hopefully remain stable at points of extremely high demand. So, you know, on, like I said, on a hot summer afternoon, if you can lower the peak demand, you can reduce the number of um, coal plants, natural gas generators, basically uh, producers of electricity that are needed to keep the grid running. Uh, so it's kind of a, a way to, in the long term, save um, money in terms of operating the electrical grid by lowering this um, peak of demand. And how was the rollout of the the new pricing structure going? I mean, were people uh, able to make choices? Was it Did it look like it was going to have a big impact on people's uh, electrical rates? Uh, what was the response? I, I did not hear a whole lot of concern um, until earlier this summer when 
um, Missouri politicians started to take notice and um, put some statements out on social media to to kind of get people riled up. Um, so the um, filings with the Missouri Public Service Commission um, say that you know most um, the and not not just most but the vast majority of people would be most like mostly unaffected or even save some money um, under the time of use pricing. Um, the Missouri Senate uh, Majority Leader Cindy O'Laughlin uh, put a long post on on her Facebook and did um, some press interviews about how the regulators were trying to impose a, a woke agenda and um, that this was in order to get people to ration their energy consumption um, and that. And I think just some general apprehension started to get people kind of concerned um, and Evergy saw, you know, a lot of uh, responses on their social media. And um, I think uh, just some, some general concerns about from customers that were afraid that this meant their bill was going to go through the roof. So Missouri Senate Majority Leader Cindy O'Laughlin uh, has charged that the Public Service Commission uh, is has issued this order as part of some agenda. And of course, the Public Service Commission is appointed by uh, the governor. It consists of Republicans and Democrats. Um, uh, but but the idea here is that they were trying to steer people away from using fossil fuels, that this was part of uh, some sort of liberal agenda. Uh, does it seem like there's any truth to that? It does not seem um, to me that there is. Uh, my colleague Rudy Keller wrote a story about this um, at the time that the uh, Senate Majority Leader made those comments. And uh, he interviewed the the chairman of the Public Service Commission, um, who said, you know, that this is, has nothing to do with power rationing or or what source our energy is coming from, but instead allows consumers to take more control of their utility costs. Um, and, you know, he noted that Evergy has been offering these smart meters for years um, and argued that most of the benefit, um, including being able to remotely disconnect customers who are not paying their energy bills, have flowed to the utility. And so, um, he was quoted in, in Rudy's story saying, eventually we came in and say and said, you've been promising for eight years and now you're doing it. Uh, you have the fancy toy that's attached to the house. You've got to start using it to benefit the customer. So they had this blowback, uh, the Republican leaders in Jefferson City talking about a, a, a woke agenda. Um, and in response, Evergy, a couple of weeks ago, went back to the regulators and asked them to... Uh, to give them a, a, a buy, to allow them to not proceed with this new rate plan requirement. Uh, how'd that go? So Evergy essentially asked, um, there are these different time of use rate structures that you can select from as a customer and starting not um, immediately when the time of use rates go into effect uh, in October, but a few months down the road in the spring, Evergy wanted people to be able to go back to a traditional um, rate uh, structure, essentially. Where, every, and, where, where all electricity costs the same uh, no matter when you were yeah. using it. Right, exactly. And um, basically there was some concern from um, renewable and clean energy groups, the Missouri Office of the Public Council, which represents uh, rate payers in 
regulatory proceedings in front of the Public Service Commission um, that, you know, A, Evergy was kind of doing this at the 11th hour and um, B, that um, the time of use pricing, they argue, will um, benefit customers. And um, there was a, a quote from a clean energy group called Renew Missouri um, that there's, you know, even though there's an understandable fear from um, customers that, quote, customer misunderstanding or political agitation is not a sufficient justification to allow Evergy to reverse course at the 11th hour. So there was some consternation from those kind of stakeholder groups, um, and that led Evergy to file again to uh, withdraw that request. So, Allison, it sounds like we're back where we started. There are four rate plans to choose from. What do ratepayers in Missouri need to know right now? When do they have to make a decision, and uh, and what do they need to do? Customers need to pick from the uh, four different pricing mechanisms. So, basically, some of these um, pricing plans they're called the standard peak saver, the peak reward saver, the nights and weekends saver, and the nights and weekends max saver. And basically, they place um, different premiums um, at at different amounts on electricity consumed. So the standard peak saver, which is the default rate, for example, on summer weekdays between 4 and 8 p.m., um, your price of electricity consumed during those hours could be close to four times as expensive as your electricity consumed during the rest of the day. Um, The peak reward saver um, has a credit for um, energy consumed between noon, or sorry, not noon, midnight and 6 a.m. compared to the rest of the day. So customers need to look at at these and determine based on their energy consumption, what's going to be the best for them. For example, I work from home and so I need to have my air conditioning running at um, 4 to 8 p.m. on a summer weekday. Um, So I'll have to look at, you know, can I swallow um, that being more expensive during that period and um, since I will be, you know, in my house all day. Right. But if you drove an electric car and you needed to charge your car all night, uh, then that that might lead to a different calculation. Correct. Yep. And um, customers need to decide on their plan by um, October or they will be, uh, at least right now, Evergy is hoping to change this. At least right now, they will be defaulted into the standard a peak saver plan, which is the one that I mentioned that um, has much higher rates from 4 to 8 p.m. on summer weekdays. Allison, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Brian. Allison Kite covers energy, the environment, and agriculture as data reporter for the Missouri Independent. More of her works at MissouriIndependent.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast is produced by Paris Norvell and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To follow Kansas and Missouri government news all week long, visit kcur.org, the online home of Kansas City's NPR station. Don't forget to leave us a review, by the way, if you can, on your favorite podcast app. And thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Can we heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. 
Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network.